In episode 7, we're going to be talking about change. Welcome to Transforming Procurement Podcast with Lourdes Koss, the show dedicated to help procurement professionals in their transformation journey. Lourdes believes that procurement professionals have the potential to add great value by becoming the best version of themselves. Hello friends, Lourdes Koss here. I'm glad that you're able to join me. Today, we're going to talk about change, transformational change process. Change, of course, is necessary in every transformation. That's why transformation happens. In fact, major changes are necessary. I was reading a book that was recommended by one of my mentors. The title of the book is The 12-Week Year by Brian P. Moran. Uh, Moran and uh, Michael Lennington. It's a great book. I really uh, recommend it. Very interesting. It's um, interesting that I started the book now. As part of, part of my growth uh, plan, I, I purchased a few books in areas that I am interested in growing and, and learning more. And when I'm ready for it, then I can jump right on it. Um, so I don't have to be waiting for it to arrive. I have uh, been trying to get to this particular book for a while, particularly because I am always trying to find ways to be more efficient with my time. But I wasn't prepared for what I read and was actually very pleasantly surprised. Uh, For me, this is one of those books that you can't just put down. It it was a a page turner. It has short um, chapters, so I feel like I'm accomplishing a lot very quickly. I recommend this book if you're looking for ways to be more efficient with your time. It also talks about the change process, which I was surprised to kind of see, although I I guess I don't know why I was so surprised to see uh, all the description about change. Um, They provided a diagram, which I found interesting, that was developed by uh, two psychologists, Don Kelly and Daryl Connor. And in the diagram, it shows four stages of the change process. And the first stage is the uninformed optimism, uh, which is basically brainstorming of ideas, the initial excitement of uh, anticipation where you imagine what the future uh, can be about without really thinking about the the difficulty of embarking on the journey for change. The second stage is the uh, informed pessimism, which is when you realize how hard the road is ahead and you're, or that it's going to be, and you even wonder if it's worth it, if it's worth the effort. The third phase is the valley of despair. This is when the pain of change really seems too great and obstacles just unsurmountable. This is when quitting uh, the quitting zone. This is when most of the quitting happens. And this is really when many of the change initiatives are abandoned because the negative seems to 
outweigh the the positive and you see no end in sight. And then the fourth stage is the informed optimism. Those that stuck with the change, those that actually went through the pain of the change process finally get the reward of success. And I have to say, I lived through these several times. These are especially that valley of despair is real and it's really hard when you need to. So you need to celebrate the small wins, no matter how small they are, so that you can keep everyone motivated and and encourage that there's a something greater ahead of us that somehow it, it is the vision and some at some point will be achieved. So it is really important to really motivate people to stay with it. Um, as I learned by experience, bringing in a, a quick tool to improve end users' uh, purchasing experience pay great dividends. Um, this is a strategy that I use in more than one agency. And it helped me and, and my team reach momentum or accelerate the momentum uh, of those wins. It gave us uh, a little bit of, uh, it, bought, it bought us some time. And it gave us something to show and that was very visible and very useful uh, and experiential for the end users. Of course, the implementation had to be managed and, the, and timed also because I wanted it to become a success not only for the end users, but I also wanted to get uh, to free up some staff, some staff time. And, and the way to do that, I, I had to kind of uh, slow down a little bit. And the way that we implemented the strategy not only brought us a positive experience to the uh, end users, which helped us then be able to start getting some massive goodwill from the end users and people were encouraged because we were getting goodwill from from e- externally but it also helped me free up some staff time from repetitive processes which was great because then it helped me accelerate uh, other other procurements it was like adding two more staff members it also helped us improve compliance with the agency-wide contracts that, and actually realized the savings that we were uh, we, that we negotiated up front, or obtained through higher quality solicitations, we made it so simple to purchase off those contracts that doing anything else was was really madness. So the relevance of the timing of this implementation of this strategy was to reach momentum and uh, give the give a win to my team so that we could celebrate and really be able to continue on with what we needed to do and the reason to do that was to just basically get out of that valley of despair because it could be very very frustrating for the team to stay there too long and like that we could celebrate and reach momentum, which is a point at which people are more, you know, start trusting 
the process. They start trusting that this is going to come to an end and we're going to have some significant uh, wins. Another area that it's very important is really goal alignment. When team members can align their personal goals to the organizational goals, what happens is that their why becomes clear and more personal. It is not just about the organization. Even though each step, they, in each step, they're helping the organization succeed, their own why fuels their performance. And there is more energy and, and more of that discretionary performance or discretionary will to perform at a higher level that comes only from individuals that trust their leader. I was fortunate to work with great groups of people in the procurement profession, groups that became teams through the transformation process. These are very caring individuals that take public service very seriously. The transformation was necessary because of the set of circumstances that they found themselves in that made massive changes unavoidable if they were to stay relevant within the organization and a value contributor to the, to the mission of the organization itself. I think that the game changer was their individual whys, knowing that they were working for something greater than than uh, what was offered at work. It was something more individualized. The vision was clear, and it was my job to help them see themselves in the new picture. Of course, there was there has to be a plan filled with strategies and tactics and that need to be executed very intentionally. Sure, also the, there has to be a commitment on the part of each person involved. And of course, our progress had to be measured. But I think that the single most important part of the change process in a transformation initiative is making sure that those involved are on board and they not only buy into the vision and, and, and buy into the leader also, but that they have a personal reason, a personal why that also fuels their energy and is beneficial to them and is going to make their life better and their family life better, whatever that is. When each person buys into it, their thought process changes. Many of us know how powerful our thoughts are. They guide our actions. I'm leading a book study of As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. A group of procurement professionals um, and I gather every week to discuss it and share our thoughts and really learn from it and from, from each other. If you want to get a deeper understanding of how to uh, really achieve your goals and your life dreams, this is a must read for all of those, um, everyone who wants to um, do that. I'll post uh, in an announce uh, when I'm getting ready to uh, lead another study on As a Man Thinketh. It is a great book. This is a book that 
that you actually can study for life because it is that powerful and uh, rich in content. Each time I study it, I get a lot more from it because I'm at a different level of awareness. And, and this is one of those books that you can probably read a lifetime, like I said. So let me wrap up with the change process by saying that, of course, a plan with strategies and tactics are necessary. But the success of the plan rests with the people's commitment, dedication, intentional action, and buying um, into the vision and the leader. I am so grateful for all the teams that I had the privilege of working with throughout my career. And it tickles me when I still receive every now and then a happy boss's day from people that I worked with and who I have the privilege of calling friends. In previous episode, I talked about high-performing teams, and these were teams that saw the day when they were considered high-performing because of their own efforts, commitment, and dedication to public service. I am so proud to have worked with all of them and, and just really simply have the privilege of, of being there when witnessing all of their successes. So uh, my hat's off to all of them. And um, so that's, that's kind of all I have for today. I just wanted to address the change process because transformation is very, very, very hard. But it, it is possible. It is something that can be attainable. It's not out of your reach. It really has to do with a clear vision, mindset, purpose, and really the individual, um, each individual has to come prepared to be committed to their own goals, to their own uh, purpose. And it is possible. It is possible. I've seen it happen and so proud to have been a part of it. So let me, uh, let me end by saying that Live to Lead 2020, if you missed it, I am hosting the rebroadcast on November 13th, 2020. It is really a worthwhile investment of time and money. And uh, the, the speakers are Dr. John C. Maxwell, Kat Cole, Alan Mulally, Steve Harvey, Craig Rochelle, and they are phenomenal. So hopefully you decide to join in and not miss it this time. We're still continuing the conversation from the first uh, from the real, from the first uh, broadcast. So we'll be, um, love to have you being part of it. And um, so this is all I have for today. Uh, go to my website, www.lourdescause.com events page. You will find a link to the event. I'll also post a link in my, in my notes in this uh, podcast. Thank you again for joining in this time. I appreciate you. Be well. Until next time. Add value, grow, and transform.